Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, Real Presence Live audience. This is Father Richard Kunst along with Cindy Jennings. Coming to you from the beautiful Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota on the campus of Stella Maris Academy, St. James Campus. Let us start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, be with us this morning. Be with our guests and be with all those who are listening in that we may always do everything to God's greater glory beginning this new year and all the years to come. We ask this through Christ our Lord, amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Cindy, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Did you have a good New Year? I did. I actually went out. You you went out? I went out, which is weird because it's like I was tired and I'm getting old. And oh, I still went out, and it was a that. lot of fun. Did I'm you glad stay up I did till it. Past midnight? Yes. Everything kind of shut down at twelve fifteen, so I think I was home by twelve forty-five. Did you have to? Did one. you go to one of those big parties that that they were saying not to go to because there's a bunch of people unmasked? Did you yes, go to one of those? I went to those. Oh, you went to one. Of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's right. like four rooms with four different things going on, different bands, huh. comedian. It was fun. Well, I stayed at home. As a good priest That's would not do. A shocker. And I, jeez, <laughs> wow, settle down. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, we have a great show ahead of us, and uh, this is the first uh, show for us, at least, for the new year. And our the Bishop of Duluth is with us, Bishop Daniel Felton. Bishop, welcome and happy new year to you. Are, Are you there? there? <laughs> we may have lost the bishop. Jinxed. Anyhow, well, maybe the maybe the powers that be might get him back on it. We'll go back to New Year. Mm. So, so, what did you do? What did you end up doing at home? Um, I think I read. I think that's kind of my thing. Oh. So, did um, you stay up till midnight? No. Oh, I just got a text message from the bishop's secretary. Bishop got cut off. That was not on purpose. <gasps> oh. Hopefully that won't be held against me. I'm sure we'll get him back on. And uh, again, the powers that be behind the scene will get him back on there. Uh, so what, what, what did I do? Is that what well, you were asking? How late did you stay up? Did you bring in I went to, No, no. I think I, I was up till about 11.15. So you brought up New York. That's like New York. Ball drop. Uh, well, time. I mean, I, mean, I, I brought in I, I brought in uh, Sydney, Australia's New Year a lot earlier than that. Oh, yeah. it's like I was uh, I was awake for that. I was awake for the New Year for almost the entire planet, actually. Okay. Except for ours <laughs> and afterwards. So, but yeah, I mean, it was still good. It's like I mean, the, you know, I've been in Rome most of the uh, New Years of my adult life, and so because thanks to stupid COVID, I was not able to be there again this year. So I just didn't care as much. Normally, when I'm in Rome, it's kind of yeah. exciting to be there for new years but i always forget that you're gone and that's sad i'm sad yeah. for you well i'm sad for me too it's like i get this is the time year where i get more depressed about covid because this is a, without fail i'm always oh hey oh okay now the bishop is on yeah Hello, bishop everything Hello. went dead was that on your side or our side i don't know okay i'll take credit for it although i really <laughs> have nothing to do with it but anyhow happy new year bishop happy new year happy new year great to be with you. And Merry Christmas. We can still say Merry Christmas until still Sunday. Merry Christmas. Exactly. You know, we celebrate the octave and traditional 12 days of Christmas, and then that takes us to Christmas time, which takes us through the baptism of Jesus, which will be this Sunday. And then we enter into Christmas tide, which takes us to the presentation of uh, 
Jesus in the temple on February 2nd, which is also the date that we bless the uh, candles for the Feast of St. Blaise. Candle Mass, that's right. And, uh, I think traditionally, I don't know if they still do this, but traditionally the Vatican, the big Christmas tree in St. Peter's Square, stays um, uh, stays up until the 2nd of February. Right. So, so liturgically and kind of technically, Christmas decorations should not come down until the Feast of the Baptism of Jesus. And then after that, during Christmas tide, you are to keep some living remembrance uh, still alive, some decorations still up until February 2nd, but it's okay to take your tree down right. after yeah. the baptism yeah. of the Lord. Well, it's probably better to take your natural tree down before the baptism of the Lord. Well, it used to get me into trouble, because when I was pastor in parishes for many years, I would say to the folks, I do not want to see any trees out on the curb until the feast of the baptism of Jesus. And then one year, a couple came and said, Father Dan, our tree is so dry, our house could burn down and the kids won't let us take down the tree. So I had to change my, my tune after that. So if your tree is dry, then it certainly is necessary to take it down. However, artificial trees, technically speaking, should stay up through this Sunday, the Feast of the Baptism. Right. And and not, not like go up the day after Thanksgiving like a lot of people do. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, it's hard, that part of it. We, we, as a culture, tend to anticipate and celebrate feasts before, you know, before yeah. and during. We're not so good at celebrating it after, um, which is too bad, because the mystery that's unfolding with Christmas, the incredible mystery of God becoming one like us, God being with us, is so deep and so wide. It takes weeks to contemplate that. And to celebrate that, and then ultimately, as the trees are coming down and we bring closure to Christmas tide, um, how does that become a way of life? Exactly. Well, and then another, of course, besides on the, maybe on the secular level, one of the things that we're talking about is not just the uh, Christmas thing, but the New Year's thing. And so, you know, one of the things, uh, Bishop, that people do on uh, at the beginning of a year is like New Year's resolutions. Maybe you can speak a little bit to, to New Year's resolutions and how do we make those religious things? How can we make them spiritual? You know, I, I think that uh, part of the New Year's resolution is just always uh, a New Year's provides us an opportunity to reflect upon ending, endings and new beginnings. And sometimes we just look for opportunities to be able to set the reset button and to kind of start all over again, maybe with some patterns that we would like to change in our life. Now, the great thing about our Catholic tradition is we have the opportunity to do that at any time uh, through the sacrament of confession or reconciliation, where Jesus, if we're sincere of heart and our desire to be forgiven, forgives us our sins, says, let's hit the reset button and let's start all over again. So we kind of have a sacrament that celebrates New Year's Day all year round. However, as you just mentioned, for our culture and all of us in general, the beginning of a new year also provides an opportunity to hit a reset button. But a lot of times the resolutions that we make are resolutions that are already broken by the time we get to February. And one of the things uh, I've kind of changed in my own life um, and maybe would suggest to others is rather than a specific, this thing I'm going to do, it would be to select a word on which I'm going to pray, reflect, and try to embody during the course of the year. And, and Bishop, so, uh, do you have one? Do you have the word? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. When, you know, before I came here, and I've already mentioned this uh on uh, other times, uh, as we've been doing some interviews, there were two words that kept coming into my mind when I was on retreat before I was ordained a bishop for Duluth. 
and those words are two words that I try to reflect upon, practice as best I can, not perfectly, but as best I can. Um, and those two words would be to be humble and to be honest. So I really have tried to embody those two words in my first six months uh, as Bishop of Duluth. Um, with the beginning of a new year, uh, the word that I'd like to add to humble and honest would be gratitude. I, I think that, you know, in the midst of so many challenges in life, um, we often forget to be grateful or thankful um, for the many blessings uh, that are a part of our everyday life as well. And if I can, in my own life, and perhaps if others who are listening in your life could embrace the fullness of gratitude, that God is the giver of law gifts and the source of our blessings, and we just are grateful every moment of every day for those blessings, you know, I think it would help us to be able to accept the challenges in a way that's a little more life-giving than destructive. So my, my word for 2022, and you can hold me accountable to this as we have phone interviews in this new year, is how am I doing on gratitude? Oh, I might take that one. Is that okay? I think we all need that, don't we, in these days? Yeah, I, I think mean, we, we do. do. You know, yeah. and I, I think that, uh, you know, when, when we're able to do that, to be grateful for that, which we have, um, not only do our, our own lives every day become enriched by that, um, but it also helps us to deepen our sense of the mystery that we embrace of Christmas every time we celebrate the Mass. And the word Eucharist itself is a Greek word, uh, Eucharistia, which literally means Thanksgiving. So every time we're at Mass, uh, every Sunday and other times as well, uh, we're, we're there for one reason, and that is just to praise God and to thank God for the many blessings uh, that He is bestowing upon us at that part of our journey in life. So it, it's the word gratitude, and uh, or its equivalent, thanksgiving, uh, is just a powerful, powerful way to grow spiritually, uh, emotionally, and uh, in life's journey. Well, Bishop, a lot of times people do these New Year's resolutions where they say, well, I've got this goal, and then they easily fail, and then they get discouraged. You're, you're throwing out these words of reminders, not necessarily to cause us, you know, not to cause us, but not necessarily to where we're prone to fail in it, but we need reminders throughout the year. If we're going to make it a New Year's word or resolution for ourselves, how would you suggest yeah, keeping and, that and in even, the forefront? Even gratitude is a gift or it's a blessing, and so what constitutes a, a blessing or a gift and that is not only do we have that desire within our hearts, which I would believe the Holy Spirit has placed on our hearts, so it's not just by chance that I'm saying my word for 2022 is gratitude. I think the Holy Spirit and prayer and reflection, that's the word that the Holy Spirit placed upon my heart. But that also means that God then is going to give me the grace um, to be able to live that gratitude. And so... You know, when we make a, a, a human resolution for New Year, it's all up to us, and we're left on our own. When we're left on our own, all up to us, more often than not, we fail at whatever it is that we set out to do. But the great thing about gratitude is, in and of itself, I can be grateful for the fact that the, the Spirit placed that on my heart, and God, if I'm open to that grace, will give me the grace to be able to live that more deeply and to embody that in this New Year. Now, Bishop, has this been kind of like a, a sense of yours since you got the call, the literal call to be the Bishop of Duluth? Or is this like this this concept or this word of the year, has that been with you for a while? You know, I, I think it's, it is more recent, 
and it kind of is evolving from the retreat that I was on before I became a bishop, that those two words kind of just coming to me, um, I believe, again, um, the Holy Spirit placing those uh, upon my heart. Um, and, and then it seemed to just be able to simplify a process of saying, can I concentrate on those two words in the way that I live and practice my life? Again, never perfectly, um, but with an intentionality that helps me to do it better than I might have done otherwise, and then the grace to go with that. So, so that's why this year, you know, I thought, you know, I, rather than some kind of long resolution, traditional resolution to lose uh, Christmas uh, a few pounds that you put on eating too much chocolate and clusters during this period of time, but I'm going to just concentrate on that word and kind of continue that tradition that uh, started with uh, just before I was ordained a bishop for Duluth. It is interesting that, you know, I mean, I like how, you know, to go back on what you said from your retreat, the humble and honest thing, is that you can't, you can't be, um, uh, if you're going to be honest, you have to be humble. Right. Right. Oh, I mean, good. they yeah. have to be. I mean, if we're going to be honest about who we are and with ourselves, we are forced into humility. Exactly. You know, any other way around. If you're a humble person, uh, that, that humbleness brings you to honesty as well. Right. What would, what would your um, uh, advice be to somebody that might be listening about how to go about thinking of a particular word that might be uh, speaking to them for a Yeah, for a you know, I think that, that there can be an intentionality with regard to that New Year's word, and that would be just to pray some time remaining in this Christmas tide, which takes us up to the beginning of February, to just be praying each day, you know, to have the Holy Spirit to place in your mind, your heart, you know, a particular word, and what does that mean? You know, that, that there will be a, a word if we're open to it, if we're praying through it, if we're asking the Spirit to give us that word, um, that it'll come, and it'll come in such a way that all of a sudden it will dawn upon you that this is the word that the Holy Spirit is giving to you, because there's just in your gut a sense of a centering in that word, and also that it's a word that keeps coming to you over and over again. So it's kind of a Lexio Divina of life, you know, just praying over life, and then what's the word that comes to surface um, and to your intention, attention. And then the intentionality, once it's in my attention, then I have to intentionally embrace that word, but then really seek to, over a period of time, pray for God's grace to embody it and to live it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've never, I've never been, uh, we got a break here in just a very short time, but I've never been a New Year's resolution person. I've always thought, you know, I, I'm going to wait for Lent, but I think that there's a way that we can, as you were saying, we can spiritualize any aspect of our lives to try and improve our lives and make it a spiritual mm-hmm. thing and not just something brute, out of brute uh, self, uh, um, uh, self-discipline. But anyhow, we are talking to Bishop Daniel Felton from the Diocese of Duluth. We'll continue our conversation, but take it in a different direction shortly after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. So what I find is that's a very important time, and they need role models who are being able to teach them about life in Christ, about the beauty of our Catholic faith, the importance of adoration and prayer, but also they begin to ask the questions about what am I going to do with my talents? Is there a way I can use them as God wants them used rather than how am I going to be successful? I would say that while we always know 
the needs of our people uh, are, you know, growing. So too is, I believe, the response of young people to serving God's people. I would say this is a wonderful time for vocations. The church has a lot to share and is very hopeful. Look at Real Presence Radio. This is a sign of the Holy Spirit's work. It certainly came into being because of that. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for tuning in to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kuntz along with Cindy Jennings, and we are coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, and we are talking to the Bishop of the Diocese of Duluth, Bishop Daniel Felton. Bishop, uh, welcome again to the show. And, uh, you know, one of the programs that we want to talk a little bit about is the, the Let's Listen program that we're doing in the Diocese of Duluth. Maybe you can, for those that are first time hearing this, uh, say just a little bit what Let's Listen program is, and then after that, what the latest of the program. Great. No, I, I, I thank you for the opportunity to do so. Um, and so, as I acknowledged earlier today, um, I have been here for six months um, as the new Bishop of Duluth. And during that time, I've had the great experience of just being able to travel around our diocese of 24,000-plus square miles and just to meet and greet as many people as I possibly can. So I continue to give mileage as a way of measuring that. So I'm over 20,000 miles in six months, you know, at this point. Um, And as I was doing so, uh, I've been doing so in such a way to meet and greet and to listen. And as I have been listening to a variety of priests and people and been in the schools and teachers and a whole variety of folks, um, as I am moving around, even though I've only been here six months, I don't have a whole lot of credibility and experience, but a particular theme that seems to keep coming to the forefront in all of that conversation as I'm just kind of listening um, would be that we've had a lot of challenges over the last five years as a diocese. And that we're standing in a moment, though, where many of those challenges have been addressed or are being addressed, and that we have the opportunity to have kind of a new beginning or what I'm calling kind of a dawning or an awakening moment that, hey, we, we can step back into mobilizing to mission. And the mission that's given to us is very simple. 2,000 years ago, Jesus said, go out into the world and baptize all people and nations in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So... So our mission constantly in every age, including ours, is, you know, centered in discipleship, 
and discipleship making. You know, how do I live my life as a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ? And then how do I make disciples or bring others to Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior? And so kind of in this dawning moment, moment of kind of mobilizing to mission again, which is very energizing, very exciting, very hopeful, um, there are many, many ways that we could do that. And so, like, what's the next step? And so the next step into discipleship and making disciples, that's what we want to kind of discern. And to discern that, we have to set a process in place where we have the opportunity to listen to one another and to each other's stories uh, as we are journeying through life, both our trials, our tribulations, our challenges, but also our hopes, our dreamings, and that which we uh, seek to give us life. And as we do that, the Holy Spirit will speak to us in and through that as to what is the next step for the Diocese of Duluth in terms of mobilizing to mission and discipleship and discipleship-making. And then to have the opportunity as the bishop to listen to the people, listen to the Holy Spirit speaking through the folks. And then I would like, if the Holy Spirit wills, that by Pentecost of 2022, kind of lay out what it is that we're hearing in one another, but more importantly, what are we hearing the Holy Spirit speak to us in one another, kind of lay that out as um, our mission and our vision for the next two or three years. So, so on, the, on the practical level, how is that going to look in the diocese? Yeah, so on a practical level, you know, basically the Let's Listen sessions, which is just kind of a quick way to capture what I just said, um, would bring people together of a variety of backgrounds um, and a variety of relationships uh, to uh, parish life, and would bring people together in person in small groups. It'll also have the opportunity to, you know, uh, provide for virtual gatherings. People can write submissions, individual interviews, but just trying to ask two questions and then around those two questions to listen to what the Holy Spirit is asking us. So when we get together, in whatever format that we're talking about for Let's Listen, um, these are the two questions that we'd be listening to one another, which is hugely important, but also to the Holy Spirit speaking to us through one another. First question would be, what is hurting or in need of healing in my personal life, in my parish, and in the community in which I live? And the second question would be, what is healthy or hopeful in my personal life, in my parish, and in the community that I live. So the Let's Listen sessions will basically kind of rally around those two primary questions and uh, allow us to listen to one another and to listen for the Holy Spirit speaking to us through one another. Now, kind of the scripture passage that we're uh, looking at that kind of captures this would be uh, the Road to Emmaus, So basically, at the beginning of that journey of the road to Emmaus, this is exactly the two questions that those disciples were grappling with. And then the Holy Spirit uh, draws them to Jesus, who is accompanying them along the way. Ultimately, Jesus talks about the Scriptures, talks about tradition, talks about the teachings, and that leads to Eucharist. So we're kind of using the road to Emmaus, our own road to Emmaus, in the 21st century, starting the journey with, let's listen to one another in the Spirit, have Jesus join us along the way. Ultimately, that probably will lead then to what the bishops have 
designated as a revival uh, of the Eucharist, a Eucharistic revival, um, which is the end of that road to Emmaus. So, so these to, just to get back to these sessions, are people going to be invited to it, or is it going to be open to anybody in a particular parish? I think you know there will be intentional inviting because you know it can be college students, it could be retirees, it can be parishioners, priests. Um, so there will be some intentionality to the inviting, but there also will be formats uh, where people will be able to individually respond if they want to and provide their own feedback. <clears throat> that could be. You know, electronically survey monkey. I'm not suggesting that's what we'll use. I'm just giving you an example of a format that does not allow, does not necessitate somebody necessarily needing to be invited. But the more input that we can have to those two questions, the better sense we'll have of what the Holy Spirit is calling us to. And the beautiful thing about being a part of the Catholic Church, the Universal Church, is that this is happening all over the planet Earth, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, so so this is reflective of the invitation of uh, Pope Francis to have um, folks around the entire world um, have this discernment of spirit and the conversation that leads up to that discernment. So we kind of already planned on doing that in a diocese with my coming here and just wanting to listen to what people have to say and what the Spirit is speaking to us. Um, So it mirrors very much uh, what the Universal Church will be doing as well. And in the end, what we learn from this, and we can use as a diocese for our own mission and vision, we'll share with the broader church um, and uh, contribute to that conversation as well. Right, because each diocese is going to have, like you mentioned earlier, it's like each diocese has its own particular, you know, experiences. We've we are coming out of about a five-year darkness, I think, in in the diocese of Duluth, and so. This process of let's listen is going to be, even though it's part of the universal church in general, it's going to be most appropriate to us on a very local level. Sometimes you speak such wise words. (laughs) I just listen to what you say, Bishop. I just say it in a different way. (laughs) But in a good way. That's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, mean, at this moment, it's a hypothetical, right? But, But, you know, look out a year from now, how how is this let's listen uh, um, uh, program that we're uh, embarking on going to affect us? Right, know, and, I, and I think that you know again, the whole basis of what we're doing isn't so much about us, but what the Holy Spirit is calling us to, mm-hmm. and I think that frames the whole process differently. But in uh, specific to your question, uh, as I mentioned before, I'm I'm hoping that by Pentecost of 2022, which would be I'm not sure of the exact date, late May or early June, that having gone through the Let's Listen sessions, having together kind of discerned the next step the Holy Spirit is calling us to, that I would be able, as the bishop, then to communicate out to the faithful of our diocese, having listened to one another, having heard the voice of the Spirit speaking to us and one another, this is the next step, this is kind of the mission and vision that we're going to be about, um, and that's going to be addressed in over the next two or three years for the diocese ever, of Duluth. The uh, um, I don't know where you're at with stuff like this. It's not a very common thing in our history of the diocese, although it has happened where bishops write pastoral letters. Do you envision that your the the vehicle in which you use to to express this? Um, uh, let's listen Pentecost. Uh, message, maybe in a pastoral letter, a formal pastoral letter to the diocese? You know, I think that that does exist as a possibility. You know, I'm not quite sure what format will work best. 
but certainly the possibility of a pastoral letter um, would be one possible way to be able to communicate out. And then, then once we have a sense of mission and vision, kind of what is the Holy Spirit calling us to, what's the Holy Spirit going to give us the grace to do, and, and certainly this has happened over and over again in the Diocese of Duluth. This isn't something new, it's just new for us in this moment of time and in this period of history, um, but the Spirit will give us the grace to do whatever it is that we need to do, ultimately, which is to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and to make disciples for Jesus Christ. Bishop, in the last, uh, I don't know, minute and a half that we have, do you have any final thoughts? Whether it be New Year's resolution, New Year's, or the let's listen. You know, I just uh, would encourage people to kind of use, again, this time um, leading up to the presentation, uh, FISA will be celebrating the early part of February, just just to be open to whatever the Holy Spirit is placing um, in your mind, in your body, and in your heart. Um, and, and part of that is an intentional listening um, to be able to distinguish between kind of what's my thing and what's the thing of the Holy Spirit for me in this new year of 2022. And the Holy Spirit can be for us a healer. The Holy Spirit is an advocate on our, on our part uh, with God, and the Holy Spirit is a guide to be able to help us weave through the challenges of life, but in a way that reflects the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which include love and hope and joy. Very good. Thank you very much, Bishop. Well, uh, that wraps up our interview with the Bishop. Bishop, have a, have a great Mass, and the Mass is at, at uh, Benedictine? This morning? Yeah, so so one of the joys that I have is being able to help out and support our priests. We have tremendous priests in the diocese, um, and, and many of those priests are retired or senior priests, and they've given a whole life of service to God and the people of God in our diocese. But in their retirement, they also have the wonderful opportunity to right. perhaps spend some time away um, in a little warmer climate. And so for them to be able to do that, the priests in our diocese who are active step up to cover for them. So I have the privilege of, of covering for one of those priests at Benedictine Living Center and uh, to have Mass this morning at 10 Great. o'clock. Well, have a good Mass, Bishop, and uh, Happy New Year. Happy, happy New, New Year. Year to everybody, to you, and to everybody who's listening. Blessings Thank on the year. Thank you very much. After this quick break, we'll have an opportunity for Straight Talk where you can call in your questions to the show. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.